Welcome to another episode of Bright Headed Publishing Patio Book Book Club. I am your host, Kelly Morgan. Today, I had the honor of speaking with Elliot Katz, author of the book, Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants, Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man. I thought this was a wonderful book. It's a quick read, and Elliot gives a lot of great information to men. And women should also read the book as well. I really enjoyed speaking with him and think that his book is absolutely fantastic. Please welcome to the podcast, our newest book club member, author, Elliot Katz. Elliot, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and being a part of the book club. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Oh, no. Thank you for coming on. I really um, enjoyed your book. I had a chance to read it when you sent it to me. Uh, It's a quick read. It's got a lot of good information. Not like mind-blowing information, um, but good information. I mean, the information I thought was what most of us would think is maybe common knowledge, but maybe not for everybody, right? So I really liked the, the how you presented it with the story with Michael and the grandpa. So I'm interested in your journey to writing this book. How did all this come into being? Well, okay, that's, that's a great question. You, you say about being common knowledge. Well, it, it, you think that, and women think that, but men, for men it's not. So my own journey was I was married for 10 years, then I got divorced. And like a lot of people, at first I blamed the other person. And then I came to the point of asking myself, what do I have to learn from all this? I don't want to go through this again. So I really set out on a journey to learn what does it mean to be a man in a relationship. You know, I start talking to other men. <clears throat> excuse me. The more I, the more I listen, the, the more I realize a lot of us are confused. I read books on relationships and uh, they didn't really answer my questions. And it's only when I turned to the wisdom, the teachings that for generations, older fathers and other older men, role models used to teach younger men that I was blown away because it really answered my question and changed my life. And just getting back to your comment about the common knowledge, I think women expect men to know this, but a lot of men don't know this. And that's why like, I, you know, the book's been translated into 24 languages around the world. And that's because a lot of men, they're looking to, to learn this. They they, you know, they, they want to be good men. They want to be good husbands and good fathers. They don't want to be all those negative things people say about men. They want to be good men. And yet they're kind of at a loss. Like, what does it mean to be a man? What, what should I do to be a good man? So with that being said, what does it mean? When I say common knowledge, some people may not know what I mean by common knowledge if they haven't read the book. So what does it mean to be a good man? What does that mean? Well, the three main things that I talk about in the books, I mean, to summarize is a man has to show his share of leadership. Today, you know, men hear all this stuff about toxic masculinity, about men being controlling and abusive. And they think, well, I don't want to be any of those things. I'll just be a good guy. I'll be a nice guy. I'll just do whatever my wife tells me to do. And uh, then she should be happy because, you know, I'm, I'm not being controlling. And, and what men don't realize is that, you know, when, when he does that, he's really just putting all the responsibilities for showing, doing everything in the home and the marriage and the family 
on the wife's shoulder and she resents that. She does. She feels he's not showing his share of leadership. And as one woman said to me, when a woman always has to tell a man what to do, it, it makes her feel like he's a child and she's his mother and she doesn't want to be his mother. And as I tell men, it all starts on the first date. You know, men will ask a woman out, you want to go out Saturday night? He, she says, yes, what'd you have in mind? Well, I don't know, what do you want to do? And he, he, So he thinks I'm being non-controlling, but to her it's like, well, if you can't even choose a place to go for a cup of coffee, you know, how's he going to handle the challenges of, of marriage and family life? The other thing is make your share of decisions. Show you can make a decision. It's like, you know, I, the example I like to give, a wife will ask, will call her husband at work, what would you like for supper, chicken or fish? And she's, he thinks, why is she calling me? Whatever you make, whatever you want, you decide. You know, she, she resents, she, she wants, you know, she's asked for his input. She wants his input. And the other thing is take responsibility. See, part of the kicker of like leaving the responsibilities to the wife to make decisions is that, well, if it goes wrong, he can blame her. Well, you know, it's your fault. Well, you know, that's, that's nobody has uh, sympathy for a man who thinks he's a victim of his wife. You know, even, I mean, I hear it all the time, and I, I did it too. You know, you, you give into something you know is wrong, and then when it goes wrong, like you thought it would, you blame her. Nobody has sympathy for men like that. If you think it's wrong, you got to step forward and not let it happen because, you know, you don't want to destroy your marriage and your family. So... Those are the three, if, you, if there were three very important messages from the book, show your share of leadership, show you can make a decision, and take responsibility. Don't blame your wife. Those are three really good piece of, pieces of advice. So in reading the book, how did you come up with the concept with Michael and his grandfather? Right, so it's a story about Michael is uh, talking to his grandfather and, and, you know, his grandfather's been married for 50 years and Michael's been married for seven years and he doesn't think he's going to make it to eight. And, and, and part of it is like, it's like this, these teachings, this wisdom that really has been around for generations. A lot of men in this generation didn't, weren't, never learned it. They watch television, they see men as portrayed as incapable buffoons. So in the sense of a grandfather teaching it to his grandson, it's, it's showing that it's kind of missed a generation, like that middle generation didn't learn it and, and isn't teaching it to their sons. So he's gone to his grandfather to te- learn this timeless wisdom that for generations, you know, fathers used to teach their sons about being a man. It, that, that's, uh, and then, then this is just a story. The, the, the Michael is asking his grandfather about different situations. And the grandfather is teaching him this timeless wisdom. Like, you know, what you're, what you're facing is not new. It's uh, men have been faced, dealing with these challenges for, for many, many years. And that's what I found. Like I, I and like other men I spoke to at first, I thought I'm I'm in a unique situation. I, <laughs> and I then when I talked to other men, I said, "Well, they're in the identical situation." Yeah, I thought I'm the only one in the world in this situation, and other men are in the same situation. And that's what I, and you know, I do coaching now. I coach men, and and men will say to me, "Well, you know, what you say is interesting. My my situation is unique," and he tells me situations just like we're all in this situation. <laughs> Believe me. So what made you decide to take all this information and put it in a book? It's one thing to have this information, right? It's one thing to actually take the time to put it in a book and then put it out there. Right. Well, you know, as you know, writing a book is a good way to, writing things down is a good way to learn them, right? So that's really what I was doing. I was sort of writing notes and 
putting it to uh, sort of like you know the grandfather says he did the same thing he, he anything he learned he wrote it down in a notebook and I was I was doing the same thing and it just seemed to come together and I said well you know I should share it with other men I sort of I thought well you know it's for men in North America and then you know I started getting interest from publishers in other countries and it's been like I said been published in 24 countries and translated in all these different languages. And it really hit me. It's like, this is wisdom. You know, like I said, first I thought it's just me and my friends. <laughs> and that, this is wisdom that men around the world, you know, need to learn. Because it doesn't come naturally. Like you said, common knowledge. Like, it doesn't come naturally to a lot of men. And they, they need to learn it. And a lot of men weren't taught it. And that's why I said, well, let me put it out together, put it all together in a book and share what I learned. And, and you know, because... When you share what you learned, you go through difficult experience and you learn some wisdom and insights. You want to share it with others because it gives more meaning and purpose to that ex- to that negative experience. So it's, it's like, wow, look at that. I went through this negative experience and I'm able to share it with men around the world and get this feedback. Say, this book has saved our marriage. And, and from women who said, you know, my husband is so different now that he's read the book. And, and, and the other side is like people divorcing. You know, men say, if I had known this when I was married, I, I probably wouldn't be divorced. And women, divorced women saying the same thing. If my husband knew these things, our marriage would not have disintegrated. So, you know, I tell men, you know, get the book. It's a lot cheaper than getting divorced. That's true. So where do you think that disconnect came from? Because at one point in time, this information was being passed on. Right. And, what, and when do you think it kind of stopped? Well, it's a good question. So there really was a big change in uh, family life, you know, around 100 years ago or even more so 50 years ago where, you know, fathers used to be home all the time. They worked on family farms. They had a family business. They were very involved directly in their family and and, and boys were able to see their fathers and, and their fathers were a bigger influence in their life. So with industrialization, we have fathers going to work and they're away all day. They come home exhausted. And, and that was sort of what the change of 100 years ago. But now, like in the past 50 years, we have a lot of boys growing up without fathers. They're from divorced families. They watch television. Men are portrayed as incapable buffoons. You know, most teachers are women. They're really at a loss. And, I, you know, it really struck me when so many men would say to me, no one's ever told me this before. How come no one told me this? You know, here I was married for 15 years. Now I'm divorced. No one ever told me this. You know, if I would have known this, maybe things would have been different. Yeah, I liked the chapter on knowing what you want, um, because that's really important that you know what you want and then try to find out what the other person wants. And sometimes I think we put our wants to the wayside because we don't want to go. We want to go along with the other person. And that's not necessarily the best way. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think men make that mistake. They, they just feel I mean, I, I've talked to so many men, they all thought. I'm such a good guy. I do so much to please her. I do whatever she wants. How come she has no respect for for me? I said, well, because you have no backbone. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to. I don't say it that way, but it, it really is like she wants you to take the lead. So you say what you want. Uh, say this is what I think we should do. How do you feel about it? You know, you're not controlling. You're not a dictator. But if you're just like, well, tell me what you want to do and I'll do it. It's like she sees you as like. She doesn't see you as a manly kind of man. She wants to hear, what do you want? She wants you to show your share of leadership. She wants, you know, to take the lead at times. She, you know, if you see a situation that needs to be dealt with in your family, don't just keep asking her what to do. Like, 
find a solution for it. Like, take the lead and say, hey, hey we have this problem. This is, I think we can solve it. Like, instead of always waiting for her to tell you what to do, it's like, it's, it's unless you think it's something she thinks you, she just wants you to deal with it. Don't, you just deal with it. You don't have to keep asking her. That's yeah, true. It, well, from being a woman, I can truly say that when a woman asks for your opinion, she probably really wants it. You know, and she really wants to hear what you have to say so that you can make a decision together. Exactly, exactly. And, and so if you're always just whatever you want, just tell me what you want. I've heard so many men say, well, I'm just going to do that. and I'll be this great guy because who would not want somebody who just does whatever the person wants. I said, well, your wife might not. <laughs> It's it's uh, no I, you know what you're saying I you, you got to come with me when I go on speaking engagements. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just saying you know I can think in my own in my own personal life you know if I ask your opinion I I really want it because I'm really looking for somebody especially if I'm married I'm really looking for us to make a decision I don't want all the responsibility. It can be incredibly overwhelming to be the only one in the relationships that's dealing with all the problems of the relationship. Like I said, Kelly, you got to come with me. <laughs> <laughs> so I agree with you. One of the things that I found interesting about the book is that it is a it is a quick read. That's what I'm saying. When I say it's not mind-blowing information, I'm not saying that it's not great information. But for me, it wasn't earth-shattering. I'm thinking, well, yeah, this is what they all should be doing, right? right so right. to me, it was very, I thought, yeah, this is great information. So I'm, I was really fascinated that you're saying this, men don't know this. So, which brings me to my question, what what do mean do men really think that we just want them to go along with what we say yeah 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 a lot of men a lot of men it, it you know it's it's you know so it's interesting that you know you say well yeah i i know this is what women want but a lot of men don't and like a lot of men are like i said before they're really confused they they hear the stuff about toxic masculinity and misogyny and you know, abusiveness and control. And they say, I, I don't want to be that. I, I, I want to be a good man. I want to be a good husband. I want to be a good father. I don't want to be confused with being controlling. So I, I'm, I'll just let her make all the decisions. And, and also they'll say, well, you know, a lot of those decisions don't really matter to me. So I'm fine with doing whatever she wants because they don't really matter to me. And I tell these guys, I say, well, you know, if the decision doesn't really matter to you, then it's easy to make one. <laughs> just make one. <laughs> just make a decision. But you, what you're saying is true. It, it, it You know, it's... A, a woman with a woman have told me that when a man is like that, he won't step forward and show any leadership, or he won't make a decision. She really feels he's not really being a man. Like she respects a man like to be, you know, a rock that she can lean on. Someone who steps forward and sees a problem, and doesn't just always say, "Oh, what should we do? What should we do?" And think, oh, "I'm being such a nice, non-controlling guy." No, it's don't be controlling. Definitely, nobody wants someone controlling, but. If you're just always staying back, waiting for her to tell you what to do, she's going to wonder, what does she need you for? And I, I tell men, you know, men will say to me, well, you know, I work hard during the day and, you know, they want to provide well for their families. I come home, I just say to her, what do you want me to do? And I do whatever she tells me to do. And I said to him, well, you know, that's what a nanny does. That's not what a father does and a husband. You know, yes, help her out. She needs help with something. Help her, absolutely. But like, 
you see a situation you know step forward find a solution do some research you know and i and men will say well you know i work really hard at my job because i want to provide a nice life for my family i'm exhausted when i get home and i say to them you know just like you work hard because you want to provide a nice life for your family you got to save some energy to show your share of leadership and be involved make some decisions when you get home because for the same reason because you want to provide a nice life for your family you don't want your wife to be so fed up with you that you know you your family breaks up and your kids are from a broken home you don't want that so save some energy because it's just as important as you know providing for your family now do you have um have you coached men that are stay-at-home dads and are they finding that they have the same problems you know, I haven't. I haven't really uh, met any uh, stay-at-home dads. Uh, that'd be an interesting thing to find out if that, they have the same situation. That's uh, uh, a good question. <laughs> Just they keep... because I feel like the dynamic of what their responsibilities would be would be a lot different. Um, if they're staying at home watching the kids and the woman is out um, doing, you know, going to the office every day or whatever, I think it'd be a, a very interesting dynamic on the information that's in the book because I wonder if they would perceive things the same. It's different when you're at home all day dealing with kids in house. Right, right. No, that's a great question. That's, that's something uh, it would be nice. Yeah, that's something I would like to look into. Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, I just I was just thinking about that because, you know, you're right. A lot of men go out and work all day, but in today's world, a lot of women go out and work all day. A lot of couples have to go out and work all day just to make ends meet. So they both come home and they're both exhausted. Right. So then, you know, then, you know, this information is key. Right. Right. No, that's, a, that's a that's a great question. That's a great question. I, I, I mean, in those situations where they both come home. I, I, but from what I've seen is the man still looks to the woman. He thinks, oh, she knows more. She's a woman. She knows more about raising kids. You know, I'll just do whatever she tells me. And, you know, that, that's it's not enough. I mean, you, you got to help, but you got to also participate as, as showing your share of leadership. It, it's such a, you know, and like, like I said earlier, so many men are just, you know, they just don't know this. And, and really, and, they, and when they think, when they just do whatever their wives tell them, they think well, I'm being a good husband. Why is she frustrated with me? Why, why am I I'm not getting the appreciation? I work so hard. I come home and then I'm working again, doing washing dishes, putting kids to bed, giving them baths, doing all these things. I'm a good husband. Why, why aren't I, aren't I being appreciated? Mm. Do you think that um, I had a question? You just made me think of something. So when when a woman says that she wants a strong man, and that can mean different things to different people, right? Um, are you talking more of the mentally strong, more of the, I guess what you're saying, you know, he's finding things out. He's taking the initiative. He's putting in the effort without necessarily going to her. Or are you talking the physically strong or both? Well, I'm not talking really physically strong. It's really about showing leadership being decisive i mean you know it's interesting if you just look up the meaning of the word strong i mean it means physically strong but it also means someone who's decisive someone who can control himself you know uh, and one thing i talk about in the book is a strong man is someone who can control his emotions control his impulses he's not blowing up in anger 
that's weakness. A strong man is someone who, you know, is able to remain calm in a difficult situation, who thinks before they speak, and they thinks about, you know, the situation. Well, what does my wife need to hear? It's not what I want to say to her and get let steam off because that's could be very destructive. What does she need to hear to understand why I think things should be done this way? You know what? What is what is what does she want? What does she need to hear from me? It's not, it's not what I want. I need to say. You know, not what I want to say. Like, hey, <laughs> I'm ready to blow up. No, don't say that. Just say, you know, I I think I think if we did this, it would help us achieve what's important to our family. You know, whatever whatever you think. That's just one example, but um, that's what strong is. Strong is decisive. It's just calm, confidence, self-reliance, self-confidence. You know, honorable, yeah. integrity. Someone who, you know, you have the opportunity to not have be dishonest. But no, no, I'm I have the strength of character. Strength of character is really what I mean. I have the strength of character. No, we're not going to do this. This is this is the right thing to do. You know, we we want to do something you know we where we want to buy something that we really can't afford and she's pressuring him and he has the strength to say no we can't do this because you know what if we get into financial stress it could destroy our marriage in the long term right it's financial stress brings up problems that could uh that one might not have otherwise have arisen so he says no we're not going to do this because i want to protect our family this is this is our family we can do without that it's, it's strength of character that's that kind of strength yeah. Do what's right. You know, women are always portrayed as being the nurturers, but do you think men can be nurturers as well? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, you know, nurture meaning the person who raises children, who, who nurtures them. I think, you know, men and women are different because they have different things they give to children, right? It's So they really nurture them in, 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 in different ways. A man, you know, and I tell men this, you know, you want to, you want your daughter to marry a decent guy? Be that decent guy. Be the man you want your daughter to marry. Be a role model. Because they often say daughters marry men who are like their fathers. To your son, be a model of how what a man is. How a man treats women. How a man treats his wife. Be that model. And it takes that strength of character to say, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a proper role model. And because I, I want them to be with, choose something. I want my daughters to choose a man who's like that. So I better be that kind of man. So, yeah, no, it's, I mean, and women have their role too. It's very, both are very important. I'm not minimizing the role at all. But men also have a role, and it's not just bringing in money. That's that's a thing men get trapped in. Yeah, that's a myth, and that's why I say they can be nurturers as well. I, but I think that women kind of get stuck with that title, and men are the ones that go out and make the money, right? So it's very refreshing to see this information in your book and know that it's published in 24 different languages to help men all over the world get it, get what we've always known, what we've always thought as women. And finally, you know, from a man, I think it's great. I think women should read the book as well. I know I saw a lot of reviews that say it's the, you know, every man should read this, but I think women should read it too. Yeah, thank you. I know I've got there's lots of positive reviews also from women who say you know, they buy it and then say, "How do I get my husband to read this?" One woman said to me, "You know, I'm going to give it to my husband. It takes about an hour to read." And I said, "After you finish, come to the bedroom. I'm waiting for you in my negligee." <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's the the beauty of it too. It is a quick read. 
You know, it is a quick read. It's great information. And I think it's a wonderful book. Elliot, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. For I really on. enjoyed speaking with you. I really enjoyed the book because I have read it. And I, I definitely think you're onto something. Are you going to write any type of follow-up up to this book? Are you getting now where you feel like you could write maybe a follow-up to this? Well, what I've written and I offer to your listeners for free is I've written a 30-point action plan of how to implement these ideas. It's, it's really like questions to ask yourself. And like by writing the answers, you have an action plan. So if people want to email me uh, through my website, which is www.elliotcats.com. Now, Elliot is E-L-L-I-O-T-T-T-T-K-A-T-Z.com or through, they can email me directly at Elliot, E-L-L-I-O-T-T-R-K-A-T-Z at AOL.com. I'll be happy to send it to them. And if they want to get the book, they can get it on Amazon as a paperback and then an ebook on Amazon Kindle, Apple Books, and Kobo. Fantastic. I will make sure that the links are in the podcast description. So if anybody wants to reach out to you to get the 30-point action plan, they will be able to get it from you. Elliot, again, thank you so much. This means that you are now an official member of the book club, which means you are welcome to come back at any time. So if you ever decide that you want to talk about your other books, you are more than welcome. Okay, thank you so much. And thank you for all the work you're doing. Thank, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but again, thank you for coming on. And I think your book is great. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to another episode of Bright Headed Publishing Patio Book Book Club. I have been your host, Kelly Morgan. I just wrapped up with author Elliot Katz as we talked about his book, Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants, Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man. We had a great conversation, and I think it's a wonderful book. It's available on Amazon. You can also check out his website. And like he said, the book has been translated into 24 different languages. That's quite a feat. If you are interested in becoming a part of the book club and want to be on the podcast, email me brightheadedpublishing at gmail.com. Again, brightheadedpublishing at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate it. Until next time, keep writing.